0: The ones that hated Jesus, the ones that were about to arrest him and put him on trial and eventually to death, were the religious, the ones that should have been rejoicing. God is here, salvation is here. They were the ones
1: that were going to hate him. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. As well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co author of Evangelism Made Simple. Hi, welcome to In Grace. I hope that you are having a
0: good Monday, a good beginning of your week, and I also hope that uh, you are ready to uh, dig into the word of God as we are in a series looking at the life of Christ chronologically through the Gospels and we've come to the last few hours of his life and we'll be featuring John 16 today on in grace and we're going to start this episode of some of the things that Jesus was teaching his disciples there in the last few hours their last few hours were spent in the upper room he washes their feet they celebrate what we call the Lord's Supper the Last Supper and then then they're going to be transitioning down to Gethsemane. In this time, he is spending a lot of important moments, important minutes to tell them things that they need to know as he's about to leave. And what we're going to look at today is Jesus kind of soothing their soul. My title is, His Turning Your Sorrow into Joy. Now, we live in a world of sorrow. We live in a world of pain, suffering. But in that, we can find that God can do something miraculous in the midst of that dark moment, maybe even the darkest moment of our life. The Lord Jesus has a way of making that into something that is incredible. So let's pay special attention today as we study John chapter 16. We are also excited because our Ministry is going to be able to host the former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and that will be coming up March 12th at the Quinton Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. So if you listen to In Grace either in Chicago or if you listen in Milwaukee, uh, we invite you to come and hear from this great American. And he's going to be speaking on uh, fighting for the America I love. And uh, so we certainly have a country we ought to fight for and make sure that the values that our our country was founded on continue. And those of you that uh, can't make it to this event, we're going to be putting it on the radio and television as well. You want to hear from this wonderful man, Mike Pompeo, who I respect immensely because as Secretary of State, he's the one that helped bring about the Abraham Accords, uh, the peace agreements between Israel and a lot of its Arab neighbors. And so uh, we're honored to have him here on Sunday, March 12th. You can find out more information on our website, if you'd like to come, and that is ingraceradio.com. We also invite you to travel with us sometime. Uh, we're going to be going to Israel this month on an Ingrace tour and next February of 2024, and you're invited to come along on one of our Ingrace adventures. We're also going to be cruising Alaska in July of this year, of the summer, and we have a creation cruise with creation speaker Bruce Malone, his wife Robin, my wife Karen, myself, Majesty Music, Shelley Hamilton. Adam Morgan, and uh, others. So we, we would love for you to come along on this wonderful, wonderful journey through Alaska. Ingraceradio.com, click on travel for more information on that. I don't know about you, but I remember when mom and dad used to make me go apologize. And anytime a kid is forced to go apologize, I always think the apology is suspect. And there was a little boy, and this is a true story, named Joey, and he wrote the following apology letter to Alyssa. Dear Alyssa, I'm sorry for shoving you, but you were standing where I always stand. But that was not reason for you elbowing me in the mouth. I was bleeding a little bit. You should be sorry, but I'm sorry for shoving you in the first place, so I'm sorry, Joey. (laughs) That actually sounds a little bit authentic, doesn't it? That sounds like a real apology. I mean, at least you're saying what you feel. We're not gonna talk about apologizing or saying you're sorry, but we are gonna talk about sorrow. Sorrow. This world is full of sorrow, which surprises people. You would think that. Jesus came, he defeated sin, he defeated death, he rose again, he would have just fixed everything. Or once you have received him by faith, you would expect that everything is now gonna be great. But you know it's not the case. There is sorrow in this world. We're in a study of the life of Jesus Christ It's his story, and my title today is his turning your sorrow into joy. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus is going to take away your sorrow and hand you joy. It's not always the best thing for you as a parent when your kid's toy breaks is to take the broken toy and hand them a new toy. There might be an opportunity for you to help your child learn this lesson that we're going to learn today, that we're not talking about swapping something out. We're talking about transforming something that is broken or sorrowful and transforming that into joy, and there's a beautiful illustration in our text we're in A study of the gospel. So we're looking at all the gospels every time we learn about Jesus' life and ministry, and we're going through those chronologically. Sometimes the story is contained in all four of the gospels, and we are including Acts a little bit in this as well. But sometimes it's in three, two, or just one. And today, it's only in the book of John. This section Of Jesus going from the upper room to the Garden of Gethsemane is in John. And it's an incredible passage. We're in John chapter 16. He was in the upper room with the disciples. There, he instituted what we call the Lord's table or the Last Supper or communion. It was there also that he gave the ultimate example of humility by washing the feet of his disciples. He taught other things in the upper room. Let not your heart be troubled. John 14, you believed in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. But now we're coming to Jesus and his disciples leaving the upper room and walking from there to the Garden of Gethsemane. The Garden of Gethsemane is where he would be Arrested. It's where he prayed before that in sweat drops of blood. And so these are the final words. These are literally the final things that Jesus is imparting to the disciples. He's been with them, teaching them, encouraging them for three years, and this is it. These are the last words of wisdom that Jesus is going to give them. And his last words were words of encouragement, telling them that he can turn their sorrow into joy. John 16 verse one says this. These things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. That word offended is scandalizo. You hear the word scandal or scandalize in that Greek word, and it simply means to be tripped up or to stumble. Jesus is saying, I've been telling you these things so that you don't stumble, so that you aren't tripped up, so that you aren't scandalized. He had been teaching them how much he loved them, but now he's gonna teach them about how much the world is going to hate them. Wait, 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 wait a second. What what did you say, Pastor Scudder? The world's gonna hate me? I don't want the world to hate me. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to like me too. And there's one or two people that actually do. My wife, I hope, my children, some of you, but we don't want people to hate us. And I don't think we should want people to hate us, but we should realize that if we love Jesus Christ and people hated him and we're serving Jesus, people are gonna hate us. That's just how it's going to be. And oddly enough, the ones that hated jesus the ones that were about to arrest him and put him on trial and eventually to death were the religious the ones that should have been rejoicing god is here salvation is here they were the ones that were going to hate him and so john 16:2 here's what's going to happen To the disciples, they shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. Isn't that unbelievable? Who would possibly kill Christians thinking that they're doing God a service and God a favor? Well, we can all think of one who wrote a lot of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul. That's exactly what he did. I wonder if Jesus was thinking about him when he said these words. His name was Saul. He hated Christianity because he was a Jew of the Jews. He was a Pharisee and he thought this was a fraud. This guy saying he's God, he can't be God. He uh, was part of the first martyrdom of Stephen. By holding the coats, he was implicit in the death of Stephen. He was going into homes and terrorizing Christian families. Can you even imagine you're at home your family's at home, you get this pound on the door, it's the authorities, they come in, they drag out you, your wife, your kids, probably to never see them again. That was what Saul was doing. Of course, he was on his way to do it more on the road to Damascus and he saw the light. He saw Jesus, he got saved. And of course, he changed his life from a persecutor and injurious to the gospel, to the one that promoted the gospel more than anyone that I know.
1: You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out In Grace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. From the iconic delicate arch in Utah to the lesser-known arches in Arizona, Colorado, and Kentucky, this series showcases the stunning diversity of these natural wonders. But it's not just about the scenery. Amazing Arches also features Ph.D. astronomer Dr. Danny Faulkner and Ph.D. geologist Andrew Snelling, who provide fascinating insights into the geology and history of these iconic landmarks get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE or visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at InGrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: People will hate Christians, especially religious people, that think that what you're doing or what you're saying is not of God. And here's the warning. And here's Jesus trying to help his disciples. Hey, you're going to be kicked out of the synagogues. And that would be like really horrible. Like if you get kicked out of the synagogue, you're ostracized by the community. Your neighbors won't like you. You'll probably lose your job. So these are the things that they're going to have to face. This is encouragement. Why? Because... I think we need to be realist. I think preachers, and there's especially one on television, he's tall and kind of good looking and he smiles a lot and he tells you about all the positive things that God wants to do for you. Now, I think we should be encouraging and we should be positive, but we can't skip the negative either. I've never heard him once say anything about hell. He doesn't say anything about that. He hardly ever says anything about sin. Well, these are real issues, right, that we have to talk about as preachers. So we have to share the whole word of God, don't we? John 16, 3. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me and none of you asketh me whether uh, goest thou We'll come back to that. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. So Jesus has the advantage of knowing exactly what his audience is thinking. Sometimes I know what you're thinking. If your eyes are closed, I think you're praying or meditating or sleeping. Um, But Jesus had that advantage. He knew what they were thinking. And um, he brought back to the fact that he had said he was leaving And they didn't even ask, where are you going? Why are you going? They were just selfishly talking about themselves. But hostility from the world is not going to stop until Jesus comes back. In 1555, there was a queen of England, Queen Mary. She had another name, uh, Bloody Mary. But she had a campaign to reestablish the Catholic Church in England. And so she arranged for the leading Protestant minister of the day, John Philpot, to be burned at the stake. You say, no, that couldn't have happened. It did happen. You need to read history. That's why I'm not fond of the Roman Catholic Church because of this and other doctrinal errors and heresies. But when John Philpot's death sentence was pronounced, he said this, he says, I am ready. God grant me strength and a joyful resurrection. He walked up to the place of execution on his own rather than having to be dragged to it. And when he reached it, he knelt down and kissed the stake at which he was about to be burned. How is it possible that the world is so hostile Toward people of true faith. How can we have victory? How can we have joy in our life knowing that could happen to us? Now, probably the worst thing that's gonna happen to you in your Christian life in America is someone might make fun of you for sharing the gospel with them, okay? That's not that bad, is it? Compared to what I just described. But, The Christian life will have these hard times. So how can we gain victory in the midst of that? Well, here is one huge thing that we have that will help us not only survive the hostility of the world, but also have victory in our life over sin and and help us to bring the gospel to a lost and dying world. What is this, this thing that we have that will help us get the victory, turning our sorrow into joy. Let's read about it in John sixteen seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Isn't that great that Jesus only spoke truth? So when you read this book, you don't have to filter truth. Sometimes we have to worry about truth. When we're watching the news, you're watching the three main networks. You have one that's extremely conservative, one that's extremely liberal, and one that's pretty liberal, right? And then you have these other news sources out there. And I'm always a little worried about the news. What is truth? Well, you can pick up this book and you can read it and it's true. When Jesus talked, he spoke truth and only truth. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait. It's expedient. It's for your good. It's the best thing for you if I go away. Wouldn't it be better if Jesus were here today? wouldn't it be better? No. Why? Because if Jesus were here, he wouldn't be interceding for you at the right hand of the Father right now. And if he were still here, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit would not be indwelling you right now. Do you see the advantage we have? Do you see the things that God has given us? It is expedient for you that I go away, Jesus said, for if I go not away, the Comforter, you see that word capital C, the Comforter, will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. We have here the promise of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna spend a little bit of time talking about the Spirit. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a he, not an it, that's important. He is a person, he has a mind, he has a will, he has emotion. We're talking about the Comforter. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, one God, three persons. They're all God. I know that's a little hard to comprehend, but three distinct persons with each of them having their distinct work that they do. So we're going to learn about the work, the person and work of the Holy Spirit a little bit. So what is one of the things the Holy Spirit do for us? Well, in Acts 1.8, it tells us that you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is incredible. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. So gaining the Holy Ghost will help us in sharing the gospel and being witnesses. The Holy Spirit in us is how we can be a testimony and share the gospel with a lost and dying world. It's incredible. And the early church got the Holy Ghost at the day of Pentecost, and they were able to bring the gospel, it says, in both Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. You see what the Holy Spirit is capable of? Turning us into powerful witnesses of the gospel. You have the Spirit of God if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. You say, wait, are you telling me that if I have believed that Jesus died and rose again for my sins, I've trusted in him and I'm saved, I have the Spirit of God in me? Yes, yes. You are sealed by the Spirit of God until the day of redemption. He's the guarantee of the inheritance. He empowers you. He gifts you. Sometimes he'll actually help you when you don't know what to say, when you don't know what to pray. The Holy Spirit is there. And then the secret of the Christian life is walking in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's not about rule keeping. It's not about trying to keep the 10 commandments. It's about walking in the spirit. If you walk in the spirit, you'll keep the 10 commandments, okay? You'll do what God wants you to do because you're obeying God in you. So that's how we withstand the world's hatred because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in us and the intercession of Jesus in heaven. Let's go back to John 16, verse eight. And when he has come, he will reprove. That's a very important word. Reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Okay, so what is the Holy Spirit's job today? Those three things. To reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And then it further clarifies exactly what that means. Of righteousness, verse nine, of sin, because they believe not on me. And we'll cut it off right there. You're probably anxious to find out what else the Holy Spirit does. Uh, He reproves the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. We're going to go more into depth on that tomorrow. You definitely want to hear that because the Holy Spirit is something so wonderful that we have today. And although I believe the sign gifts have ceased, we don't see the the, the clear sign evidence of the Holy Spirit. We still have the power of the Spirit of God in us, and the Comforter has come. And the, the Holy Spirit is still uh, reproving the world. And uh, we'll, again, talk about that some more tomorrow on In Grace, and I hope that you will rejoin us tomorrow on our Tuesday edition of In Grace. Before I go any further, I need to say happy birthday to my wonderful, beautiful, amazing wife, Karen. She's been married to me for over 33 years, and that's incredible. I'm not going to say how old she is. She's very young. Uh, but honey, I love you, and happy birthday. Also, right before we go, let me tell you about a brand new video series that you need to watch. Uh, it's called Amazing Arches. Now, I never really thought I would be filming a whole TV series on arches, but we did. We had Dr. Danny Faulkner with us. He's a PhD scientist uh, with his field of study is astronomy, but he really loves ge- geology too, and he loves arches. So he took us out to see the arches of the Red River Gorge in Kentucky, and we also then went out west to the arches of Utah, Colorado, and Arizona. And you really need to see these incredible arches, these formations. We're going to Thank you for your gift to InGrace this month by sending you Amazing Arches, a four-part video series that is beautiful, it's fun, it's profound. It'll also give you some ideas on maybe where you should go one day on your next vacation. So to get Amazing Arches, make a gift of any amount to InGrace. That gift will make sure more people hear the gospel, and you're going to get this great DVD or digital download as my thank you. You can also get a second video. It's called Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God, which features Dr. Danny Faulkner, and that is for a gift of $25 or more. You'll get both powerful videos.
1: Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out InGrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at InGrace, PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.